noches, cowboy stas, bitches. It's Clifford Sykes, aka because of Cliff talking shit, aka the uptown supervillain. This is driving the right lane, and I am tapping the fuck in. Ew. This is Barney, aka the uptown realtor, aka Pusha Steen, and I'm tapping in. Yo, yo, it's Chris Jones, aka Laura Kronos of the Mighty Stereo Titans, aka Old Head Swag. Hide your moms, y'all, uh, and I'm tapping in. The Cougar Catcher. Nice. Where, we at? Where you at, ladies? Hey, listen. <laughs> Some of that gray boom, boom, boom. Where you at? Shit, need you. What up, Philly? Um, Coming back to y'all with Last Hour Media, we got your producers, favorite producers, favorite producer, favorite producer, doing his one, two things, Mr. J. Bay. Uh, hot dog a sandwich or what, fellas? So he's going right into it, this guy. You can't, you can't set the table for nothing. <laughs> so check it out. This is what we're doing right now. We're going to go right into the icebreaker. Like JB just said, classic fucking topic, classic fucking question. Is a hot dog a fucking sandwich? I am mildly dense here. I don't know what the definition of a sandwich is. So I'm exactly. That's what I said. I'm going to admit this. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck a sandwich is. Well, to drop a little knowledge on you, right, according to the Duke of Earl, I think it was an Earl of Sandwich. I think it was, it was the Earl of Sandwich. Earl of Sandwich, yeah. His definition of a sandwich was. Who's uh, that? I'm dumb. The creator of the sandwich. That's why we. Yeah, I didn't know I'm that. Just saying. Okay. His definition <laughs> of a sandwich was meat or some sort of like protein in between two slices of bread. So. Okay. In my mind, a hot dog would constitute as a sandwich because it is a meat or protein in between two slices of bread or in a bun, encased in bread. But the bun is sliced, so there's cleaved in half. Therefore, <laughs> Yo, fuck the y'all. protein is in the middle. <laughs> Hence, sandwich. I'm yeah. really a fucking tard because I'm like, I, yo, I didn't know that. You never yeah. knew the origin Fuck of sandwiches, no, man? No, Come on, no. bro. I'm, I'm so serious. No. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm, all right. Yeah. I didn't There's realize. There's like actual history, you know. Of a sandwich. And yeah, it's not like folklore, like, oh, who invented the sandwich? We know who invented the sandwich and what his like logic and thought process was behind it. So when they say like a hot dog's not a sandwich, why isn't a hot dog a sandwich? A steak sandwich is a steak sandwich. But it's a sandwich. It's a a hamburger dog. is considered a sandwich. It's on the sandwich menu. So why isn't a hot dog? It's the same logic. I just didn't realize an old white man took rancid meat and put it in between moldy bread and called well, it a sandwich. Come on, bro. It's like, rancid. They, they, they were no refrigerators. Nah, but well, they used to cure that stuff. They had salt. So, they yeah, oversalted this shit. It was, how, it was, it was like, how it was they like keep the bread jerky together? on a sandwich, man. You know how it No, goes. it was salty. And well, the bread was moldy. Salty. Yeah, well, I mean, that's old school stuff, man. They used to run around with like plagues and shit back in the day. So, <laughs> that's come true. on. How do you like, think? Are you surprised by this? I am, actually. So I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Nah. I didn't know that. I say no. You, because I didn't know the definition of a sandwich. But what's okay. your reasoning behind the no? That's but, what I want to know. A sandwich has always just been like cold cuts. Like I just always think cold cuts like deli meat between bread, not a mass. All right, hold on. Not so, a mass. So what's peanut butter and jelly then? Because that's not cold cuts. Not a sandwich. Peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I told you I am mildly. Yo, I'm mildly How dense is a here. It's, and it's jelly in the name. Let's shoot on the clip. In the name. I'm here to get defecated on, bitches. Let's go. It's a PB and J sandwich, yo. Like it's, a, it's peanut butter and jelly. I never called it a sandwich. For real? Never. It, Not a once. Dead, dead serious, dude. I've never called. So it, it was like ham and cheese sandwich, yeah. bologna and cheese sandwich, just P- peanut butter PB&J. and jelly. Grilled cheese sandwich. Well, I say well, grilled cheese. It's not a sandwich. What are you talking That's about? It's not a sandwich. I'm I'm so I'm so with the kid. There's no what camera is it, here. Then what do you call it? I just, I PB and J or grilled cheese. I you never are, used the word. Is it like a band aid or a Kleenex? <laughs> no. It's like it's just a hot topic. No. Like it's just a category. In it's no, itself, I'm so or? serious. I'm so serious. Yo, that's what, wild never, to me, bro. You never seen me eat it. 
we've had hoagies and stuff. Yeah. But like but sandwiches, I've never said, oh, so I want this sandwich. A hoagie is the only thing in your mind that constitutes as a sandwich. Yes. Or, yeah. That's crazy. So I, No, I'm, so, I'm so the one I'm wrong. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I'm no, crazy. Crazy. So, so, so <laughs> to, play, to play devil's advocate. You can't, because I'm retarded. Why wouldn't you just call a hoagie or a sub just a sandwich? Why would it, why, do, why even call it a hoagie Because the roll. The roll constitute hoagie. Because I, I know that. That's from like dance time to Piers down in like uh, South Philly. That's what the hoagie got the name from. Okay, but a sub or a gyro use the same kind of roll. No, they don't. A gyro is pita bread. I didn't say gyro. I said a sub. You said a gyro. Oh, yeah, I'm like a gyro. Okay. A gyro's pita bread. Well, a sub or like a grinder. A sub, there's the same thing. A grinder's just a hot it's, sub. Yeah, it's just a hot Wait sandwich. a minute. You don't think a wrap, which is shaped just like a hoagie, except it's just sliced differently I don't or call rolled it a up? Sam- I've never called them a sandwich. Like they're called wrap sandwiches, though. So I, I call. Wrap's definitely a sandwich. I'm, again, this is showing how dense Clifford Sykes is. Yo. I'm kind of smart in some shit. And like I said, I'm really dense with this. Like, I'm glad because we've actually learned more than I thought we would out of this. Right? Right? That's why I was like, yo, you know what? I kind of want to go with this because I don't think it's a fucking sandwich. That's I'm so I'm serious. Like a cheesesteak without cheese is called a steak sandwich. I mean, it has to fall under the sandwich category. It's a cheesesteak. It's a steak sandwich without cheese. Yeah. A steak sandwich is cut up steak. That's what, what, what a cheese steak is. A steak sandwich can be two. I'm ready to flip the fucking microphone <laughs> and start flipping chairs. <laughs> a steak sandwich can be Everything's uh, a lie. Who, who, I've been lied to. Someone who, lied to me. It can I mean, literally be a steak sandwich where it's thin sliced steak. That's and a that sandwich. Is, yeah, if I, if I yeah. grill a steak, cut it, and I put it in between, that's a sandwich. Listen, right. listen, or you can still do a cheesesteak style chop without cheese, and that is also a steak sandwich. Right. Or if you're a heathen, like I, when I was somewhere in like down south somewhere, I, they actually like put a ribeye yeah, on a piece, on a of, piece bread, of bread, two pieces it's of like, bread. It's like this is Philly like this isn't it. This I was is like, how sandwich. you gonna throw a whole like full ass steak on bread and call it a sandwich, bro? Like really? Uh-uh. I mean, they even have open face sandwiches, which is like one slice of bread. I know bread. that. That's yeah. true. I, I've, and that's I've still seen called that. a sandwich. That's, that's blasphemy. Like, that's blasphemy. That's I've breaking the rules. That's breaking the rules of sandwich. But still, I mean, they call it a sandwich, but they preface by saying it's open face. So I've seen that. Yeah. Well, well, I legit say that. Yeah. Here's here's the thing for y'all. I'm I'm gonna throw y'all <laughs> for a loop because so my definition of your sandwich is kind of like out there. I'm just thinking it's like two or one thing in between two other things. So like, in my opinion, you know, hot pockets. It says right on the box when you buy them. It says hot pockets, hot sandwiches. All right, now we're having a conversation. So, this is what, what I want to get so into. So hot pocket is see, a sandwich. See. This is what I want to get see. into. Raviolis, <laughs> sandwiches. Get the fuck out. So of here. pop tart sandwich, sandwiches. So to you me, can make a no, no, no. To me, a hot pocket would be more of a wrap. I'm not necessarily a wrap. Nothing's wrapped. No, no. A wrap wraps around something. And that's why I say a hot pocket to me is more like a wrap. But that's just me. Yo, I, I'm about I, to tap out. So, so, <laughs> I'm about to tap out. So to me, to me, a hot. So to me, a taco would be more of a sandwich than a hot pocket. How's a taco a sandwich? How is it not a sandwich? That's it's what I'm it's if it has all. See, that's a burrito. I'm if it's a so crunchy, crunchy taco, it's not. I'm so confused. So if it's on. A flour tortilla and it's soft. That's you what I'm were in saying. Oakland. You were in Oakland, so you know going. you know Mexican food, and that's yeah, where I'm sure. going. Flour tortilla, meat, cheese. How is that not a sandwich? If a wrap is considered a sandwich, what, what's it's a taco? The same thing. A taco is ten- taco is a taco. It's usually a shell, <sighs> some meat, some cheese, I'm so confused. some veggies. To me, that's a sandwich, especially if it's wrapped around. And first of all, point of order, pop tarts are in no way a sandwich. I, it thank is you. a pastry. You can make a sandwich out of pop tart. It is a pastry and will always be a <laughs> There's pastry. There's a filling in between two other things, man. That's a sandwich. It's not in between. It's it, encapsulated. It's encaps- but that's, a, that's the same thing as a hot Well, that's kind of where sandwich. I was at with the hot pocket. Right? So. That's why I wouldn't say the hot pocket is necessarily a sandwich. My thirst is dying, so I'm going to crack me some liquid death. I'm ah, yeah. something on these motherfuckers. Ah, that's right. So refreshing. Liquid the death. Fuck? Mountain water that literally alps in your mouth. This you, you want to be out in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you, you yeah. Way too well, baby. Way too well. 
out sick of mass. Pause. Yo, Liquid a taco death. is a <laughs> oh, a taco can't be a fucking sandwich. It can't. It's 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 hard. It fits like three to four. Like you know, the I mean, first yeah. time you crack a hard shell, yeah. doesn't it not become a sandwich? Like it is a taco for exactly my mind the is first blown. bite. My mind's blown. And then it could be a sandwich. Real shit. This is like Schrodinger's like, sandwich like and shit. Boom. <laughs> like bulb, all that yeah. shit's going on right now. Like I'm dumb. You officially opened Pandora's box here with this taco. Clearly, you yeah. spent a lot of time thinking what the fuck a sandwich is, and I need to ask you more I of fuck that. With sandwiches. I you say know me. You know me. I love less chicken love Alfredo. That. Cliff. That's all. Don't be sharing my secrets with these motherfuckers. <laughs> Goddamn. What's wrong with chicken Alfredo, yeah. baby? That little broccoli. Ain't nothing wrong with no chicken Alfredo. Thank you. Baby. Extra Shit. parm. Penny, slide to the side when you cook that for a lady. <laughs> Fuck wrong with you. Chicken Alfredo. Penny's move for tacos. Penny's move for chicken Alfredo. Penny's ain't move for no hoagie. Does Nick Sirianni move it for you guys for the play, for a playoff contender? Is <laughs> is my my biggest question to you guys today. You're on a bean, Barney. Go ahead. Start this off, brother. You are on a hundred thousand. All right, all right. Let's let's talk about it. So is are the Eagles playoff contenders? So for me, that really does depend on Nick Sirianni. Um, so for the first four weeks, we've learned a lot about Nick Sirianni. He kind of is a little bitch when it comes to his play call. And the reason I say that is he runs a lot of RPOs. That's good and that's bad. The reason why, to me, that's bad is because you're letting the dic- defense dictate what you run on offense. So if, let me school you guys a little bit. If you don't know what the RPO is, it's basically a play giving the quarterback the option to run or pass. And when I say you're giving the defense a, you know, the opportunity to dictate what you do on offense, if the defense calls for stopping the run and you as a quarterback see that they're basically stacking the box. Is Nick Sirianni a playoff coach, Barty? I'm getting to that. You're on RPO. I'm getting you're to that. You're going on a tangent. I'm now. going on You are on a million. You want me to start? I do. I'm getting to I'm that trying point. to get a couple questions in. Right. A lot of questions. As of right now, no, he is not a playoff contender. Why? Because of his play calling. When did you become this? When did you? When did you step into this dark side, Barney? <sighs> over the course of the last two weeks. Why? Probably. Because of what I've seen over the past four games. I have to question everything about you now, sir. I have to question anything yes, about I me. Do. I basically say going forward, we don't know what we have in Nick Sirianni. Why? Because he's a new coach. He's never called plays. You sound like me now. You have my opinion. What's I, your opinion? I, don't take what I said. I want your opinion, sir. Just figure out my face. That's right. I want your opinion, sir. Don't you don't don't recycle my shit this, to me. This is my opinion. Like it's I pessimistic said, property, I, sir. I agree. I guard you. this. Listen, like I said, when Nick Fury first started out, I was very optimistic. I thought because we didn't know what he was going to run, it was a positive. After four games of him not switching it up and running the same RPO scheme, mm-hmm. play after play after play, becoming mm-hmm. stagnant and obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Everybody knows what we're going to do. And because he's refusing to change that, yeah, I mean, it's looking right now like we're not going to be a playoff team. If I could have a shotgun cock sound right now, JB, on that audio board, it would be nice because you cock the gun. Stay the fuck off what? my property. Listen, stay man, off my property, you sir. Can, you can pat yourself on the back right now, but like I'm I said, there's reasons that. why I'm saying this. Not yet. His inability to coach is really kind of based off his inexperienced play calling and his fear of doing the wrong thing. It's kind of like the Ben Simmons approach to play calling. It's like he's afraid to fail. He's putting he's putting the pressure on Jalen Hurts to got, choose sir? whether he runs or passes. I mean, that's kind of a pussy move. What you got, CJ? So, so here's my thing. I don't think it has anything at all to do with Nick Sirianni. I don't think the Eagles are making the playoffs this year strictly because their defense has been straight trash. <laughs> trash Son, can juice. Listen, yeah. you know, like when you're when your linebackers can't diagnose whether the, the opposing offense is running a pass <laughs> or run play. Mm-hmm. And they can't react and get down to the line of scrimmage to stop the run. 
you know, and you let guys get seven, eight yards a clip every time they touch the ball in the backfield, you know, that's not a recipe for success, man. That's going to that's gonna stack up to a lot of yards gained, a lot of teams just marching up and down the field at will like they did in Kansas City last week, or in Philly, Kansas City did. And it's going to add up to, to us not being able to stop people. I think our offense right now, like it's a little suspect, like, like Push was saying, like, you know, but I think they're getting it together. Like last week when they were running some of the plays against Kansas City, like a lot of that stuff was working. They looked pretty, you know, fluid. Jalen Hurts was hitting some long passes. Like, you know, they looked good. They had a couple of touchdowns called back. If they didn't get called back, I think we could have won that game. The offense, I think, is way ahead of schedule. Hmm. But the defense, man, like, I don't know why Howie Roseman hates on linebackers, but, like, we need to get somebody up in here that can play the game. Like, we haven't had a good linebacker in Philly since D'Amico Ryans. That's my, that's my team. <laughs> Simba. So. Fuck. Hey, you put some respect on Nigel Bradham's name. All right. I mean, Nigel was a Nigel's good situation. Nigel's, Nigel's, Nigel's good. Nigel's good. He's but he wasn't linebacker. like an everyday starting linebacker. Yeah, he, was, he was a weak side linebacker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, had, he had good games, but and, my and man I was I like Jordan Hicks. I like Jordan Hicks, too. Jordan they Hicks. should have never got rid of Hicks, no. man. I don't know what the hell they were doing. He never stayed healthy. Of his injuries. He never stayed healthy. Wow. But the thing is, he left and what happened? It became like the greatest thing since sliced bread. A sandwich, bitches. Bring it back. A sandwich. Always do that in Philly, man. They're going to be like, oh, this guy's kind of, he's iffy. Let's get rid of him. And then he goes and balls out somewhere else. Like, just leave the nigga play. Hey, man, come man. on. <laughs> let the nigga play. Let the nigga play. Let the ball ball let out the for a little play. bit. Why you got to let him go? And then, you know, but that's my thing. I think the defense is what's keeping us back from being in a playoff game. So I have offense, or I have an overall scheme with push. Yeah. And then I have a defensive scheme with my man, Lord Kronos. Right, and man. I agree with him. Defense is also in, you know, tune with Nick Sirianni and why we're not going to make the playoffs. Defense mm-hmm. is just as big a problem, mm-hmm. you know, play calling wise as Nick Sirianni's, you know, play calling as yeah, well. Uh, Jonathan Gannon, get your game up, son. Yeah, it's not working. Like, forgive me for being a little bit of a fucking John asshole. John Gannon. Everything y'all said, I've said this for months. Different podcasts, everything, what, conversations. What you want a cookie about it? All right, a big the, ass cookie. I'm gonna call you Nostradamus Cliff. I, 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 Nick <laughs> no. Nigadamus. Call me. Call me Negro Domus. I'm okay with Negro Domus off Chappelle's show. I will take all of that. Nah, that, that's copyrighted. That. That's copyrighted. I'm gonna Rest call you peace, Cliff, Paul Mooney. I'm gonna call you Cliff Adonis. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's it. This is hard to. It's not hard to hear from you guys. It's just it. There's a bunch of holes on the team. I've yeah. said that. There's too many holes. You think about linebacker. Think about safety. Think about any 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 spot on this fucking team. There's there's a hole. We're one injury away. I, this is before you came on. I said this to you. This team is one injury away before it's next man up. And the problem is, who's the next man? Yeah, I mean that's low hanging fruit. That's real easy not, to say about a new team. Not low hanging fruit. Because it if it was low hanging fruit, you would have you would have came up with that. It's a but, young but, team with no depth. We all you didn't that. say that. We all, no, agree. you didn't. I agree you, with no, you. I no, agree with no. you. Isn't that nope. true? Isn't that true for like every team? In yeah, NFL? I mean you're it, just saying like if this and not, this happens, not we're not Baltimore. Gonna, I mean, not Baltimore. Not Pittsburgh. Not teams that are consistent. Consistently consistent winning franchises, no, because they draft accordingly. But they don't. They don't usually like go through as many injuries as the Philly Phillies. That's they the do. Eagles Actually, Baltimore did this year, and that they're still winning true. football games because they draft accordingly. But, but you know why? Because why? they have a head coach that has been coaching in the league, yeah. for and they have a G- and they have a GM that knows and how to they have GM. Have a GM who knows how to GM. So, you, so everything Shout everything we're saying Newsom. is what I've been saying. <laughs> but, but they also have a decent defense down there. Too. That was that was constructed by who? A GM that has a fucking clue. You know what else they do? What's that? They run the ball. They run the ball. Tote the pigskin. Even when the game dictates kneeling the ball, they still (laughs) fucking run Run the the ball. Run the ball. Because that's fucking gangster. Because that's ball. That's what you fucking do. 
My issue with the Eagles, it's bigger, it's deeper than Nick Sirianni. It's bigger and deeper than John Gannon. I agree with you on cre- creativity of offense with Sirianni and then as far as the defense being reactive and not forcing their will on teams. The biggest issue for me is the Lori fucking I can't even say his name. He gets on my fucking nerves so bad. It's the Roseman and Lori connection. Oh, come on. It man. is. It's Jeffrey Lori, I love that's, you as an owner. That's that's so I love I love you as so an owner. Off. How how is Jeffrey Lori or Howie Roseman responsible for the linebackers not getting off the block? So here's here's how, how the are they thing. responsible the for this? When you make your point, it doesn't I'll make let sense. you go, right? Until, until you jump but off. I'm setting you up. I don't need no setup because I don't need no setup. It's not necessarily about scheme, it's about the players that are in the scheme. So that's where Howie's like you My issue with the Lori Roseman, uh, what do you call this? Symbiotic relationship? Because Tom Roseman's a fucking, he's he's like Venom. He's a symbiote. I was about he's to a, say, it just reminded me of Venom real quick. Yeah, he's a symbiote. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Lori is an owner. He gets a lot. He he gets a lot of bad from the public perception. He gets a lot of bad uh, 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 or that he doesn't spend money. He's cheap. He's this. It's actually not. He spends money on players. So Lori's we Eddie Brock and then he- Jeff. Uh, Howie Roseman is Venom. Is, is yes, Roseman's Venom. Okay. Ooh. Howie Roseman. To be clear, and I've thing. said this. If you for you youngsters out there, do your googles. I said this on an episode a couple a couple months ago. The situation with the Philadelphia Eagles is basically backdraft. The movie with Kurt Russell and one of the brothers. The reason why I'm saying that, if you remember the movie, backdraft, there was a there was a shortage in fires, and they wanted to cut. They wanted to start cutting hours of firefighters. Then all of a sudden, what happened? All these fires started. All these fires come out of nowhere. Now we need more firefighters because someone's uh-huh. creating work. Guess who the guy was? It was actually like the number two guy in charge who was setting all the fires away that was cool with the head of the Chicago Fire Department. Case in point, Howie Roseman literally is lighting a fucking match every year to this franchise and setting people up. He's the only person that's still around. Think about this. How many head coaches have we gone through since Andy Reid? Three. That's a lot of head coaches. Yeah. But there's one GM that still stands around. He picks the players. He signs the contracts. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So how 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 am I, how is this low hanging fruit? See, I'm going I'm Be- going deeper. To the average person so, ain't talking so about that. So for me, it's low hanging fruit because to me, personnel is not the problem, especially on the field. How is a personnel problem? Because to me, if the personnel was running the right scheme, they would be have a lot more success. The, the right scheme? No. See, yeah. I, I hear what yeah. you're saying. That's I hear what, what you're saying, saying with that. So but as a me, coach, you don't need to do that. I need, I, I need to accentuate the players that I have. I don't think put we them have, in, put I don't them in better situations. Think we have the wrong players. Like, do we have 52 of the perf- most perfect players in the league? No. No, but no team football players. No, but no are, team has 52. No, no, they right. don't. About to say, but but what I'm saying players. is the personnel on the field that, like you said, if Harry Roseman picked the fucking players on the field, then that personnel right there. Go ahead, I got you. What I'm trying to say is that personnel is equipped to win in the right scheme. Here's another, and that is not Howie Roseman's fault. Here's my it's counter. Not. Here's my counter right. to you why I have a problem with Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman does not take information from other people properly. A successful team, there is a there is a very very good relationship or dynamic between the head coach, the GM, defense coordinator, GM. That the defense coordinator can go to the GM and say, "Hey, I'm looking for this. I need this for a mic. I want that for a safety." From what I understand, and maybe I'm wrong with intel, he'll listen to you. But I'm not going to do that. Case in point, Jared. Case in point, Justin Jefferson. I'm I'm taking I'm taking Rager. Well, I'm the smartest mistake. guy in the room. That's a mistake. But how many times? How many times has he done this over the years? Well, yeah. you can also times? you can also point to like there's reports that he's also making personnel decisions on game day. Which <laughs> I've heard about that. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like yep. as as a GM, that's fully within your rights. I get that. Yeah. But when you're not a football guy and you're not relying on the people who know the players that are in there every day, mm-hmm. running them through practice, mm-hmm. you know, putting them in the playbook, like watching film with these cats, 
and you're just coming. I mean, like he might be in the meetings. I don't yeah. know for sure. I'm not. There. Yeah, I want to do this today, Doug. But Go he's just it. like, yeah, I want this guy and this guy to play, and this guy's not dressed. And then you know, like, well, what happens if that guy who's not dressing is the, actually the better player this, for, for this for this game. for this game for this game? And I agree with that logic. You know like I, I mean? said, if Harry Roseman's responsible for Jordan Howard to Travis Fogum not playing, then that is a mistake, and that is on Harry Roseman. That being said. I don't necessarily think that's our biggest issue. What's the bigger issue? Like I said, our biggest issue mm-hmm. is our scheme. It's our play calling. It's our coaches. It's okay. the way they basically instruct our players on the field. It's who selected? Who selected the coaches? Who hired the coaches? Howie Roseman. Okay. Therefore, yeah. If so I, okay, I agree with you. <laughs> if so, if, if you're gonna basically I'm, say, I'm like, come on. Well, in that case, it's Jeffrey Laurie because he hired Howie Roseman. He Rose enables him. So yes. In that case, Jeffrey Laurie's the problem, not Howie Roseman. What have I? What, Let's what go my all main the way two points? What was my main two points? Jeffrey Laurie and Howie Roseman. But you're, it seems like you're putting more of the blame on Howie Roseman than Jeffrey Laurie. Laurie's the money man. I got the money. You know what? He's, I, I'm, he's I'm, number one in charge what, though. What do you call? So we're going all the way he's up. He's a sound it's investor. On, that is still on Jeffrey Laurie. Jeffrey Laurie's a sound. This is a business deal. He's a sound investor. Like you know, you're because you're in real estate, right? So. If you're dealing with people that want to just purchase properties, mm-hmm. they have to go to a hard investor or a solid investor who I don't want to be disclosed, I don't be named, I'm the money man. Yeah. You go do what you want, I want proper ROI on my investment. Yeah. Jeffrey Lurie, I trust you. Yeah. I want ROI. Yeah. We got a banging ROI in 2017, That's but it. since then, what have we had? That's and exactly and the reason why Howard Rosen still has Here's my counter that. As a realtor, I'll tell you straight up. All right. You have a fiduciary duty to instruct your client on the best... Let, let me what the fuck does fiduciary mean? Fiduciary means you have to basically... Okay, you know what it means. So, I don't. No, I don't. Okay. What the fuck does that mean? So fiduciary basically means that you have an obligation to give your best and honest opinion uh-huh. on how this person should like react and proceed. Oh. So for what I'm saying is, listen. Okay. Oh, really? Harry, Harry Roseman can give Jeffrey Lurie all the advice he wants, mm-hmm. but like I said, as a realtor, I could do the same thing for my client. Mm-hmm. If he wants to pick a price or dictate whatever he wants to, that's still ultimately his decision. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many clients I've told that you should do one thing and they've done the other? Because ultimately, it's not really my decision. Correct. I could tell you all the things I think you should do, you know, till the fucking cows come home. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they have to listen to me. And that's why I said, ultimately, Jeffrey Laurie's in charge. Mm-hmm. So if you want to blame somebody, blame Jeffrey Laurie. I am. Well, it seems like you're blaming Howie Roseman. The focus is Howie Roseman. He's blaming That's both. Fo- I'm blaming both, but yeah. the focus, like, it's easy you're to blame. You're blaming Jeffrey Lurie because of Howie Roseman. What I'm saying is, if you're going to blame somebody, blame Jeffrey Lurie for giving Howie Roseman that power. I so, did. for instance, in, in your real estate scenario, mm-hmm. that'd be like a client asking me for advice that I'm not equipped to give. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like, if somebody comes to me and asks me a mortgage question or a real estate attorney question, yeah, I can give them that advice, but I also say that this is not my level of expertise. You could take that advice if you want to, or you can, you know, take the advice of somebody who is skilled and more versed at that, and he's not doing that. He's relying on Harry Roseman to make those decisions. That's on Jeffrey Laurie. But how are you? So what you got? What you got, base? So, so here, here's my thing with that. Jeffrey Laurie is a businessman, first and foremost. Failed one. He sucks. What are you talking he about? He has a man? ring. What are you talking about? He's got a ring, and the Eagles are one of the more. He won. Okay. But the Eagles are one of the more lucrative franchises in the league. Right? We are. Okay. So he's making money right now. You know. What do you buy the team for? Thirty I, million? I can't even remember. It's worth a billion now yeah. or a couple billion? Yeah, it's it's, mm. it's oh, up yeah. there. Mm. But anyway, at the end of the day, Jeff Lurie's only about making that cash. Like however the team, like if the merch is selling, the t- the ticket sales are up in, in the link, whatever, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. That's what Howie or not Howie. Jeffrey is <laughs> See? But effect Howie. Like Howie is like he's putting his trust in Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Lurie is. Mm-hmm. And Howie Roseman is basically like he has free reign now. Mm-hmm. So, in effect, Jeffrey Lurie's kind of like a puppet to Howie. owner to Howie Rose. To Howie. At least in, on the football side of things. Right. 
you know, on the business side of things, like say the Eagles started losing money, people start <laughs> buying tickets because the product on the field is uh-huh. not gonna, you know, up to snuff, which uh-huh. the last few years, like it, it hasn't, hasn't really been up to snuff. But Eagles fans are still, you know, mm-hmm. riding or dying with their team like we do. Facts. But like any event that they start losing money, I think Howie's out of here, man, because he's gonna want to get somebody in here who's gonna get players in here that's gonna make the team better so he can continue to make his bread. You that would say this is what we're doing, and I'm like, okay, cool. So What's that? to counter that, do you remember what in a press conference at the end of last season mm-hmm. that Howie Roseman had? When they Which asked one? him about five GMs? No, five no. Tons of GMs. They basically asked him whose idea was it to keep this roster mm-hmm. intact and basically go for another Super Bowl. And what his says. logic was behind mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And he basically came out and said, like, yeah, I made a mistake. That being said, my mistake was dictated off of what this city wanted and what this owner wanted. And he basically says, like, I put all my eggs in the one basket. You know what I mean? He basically said, like, yeah, now, I rolled the dice on keeping this squad together, knowing that they were all older and that these contracts would be expiring and it would put us in cap hell in the future, but you're still taking the risk to, like, repeat. And he knew that, that if he had done the right thing, just like the Phillies should have done in 08, let, let me, Eagles. Let me, let me, let me Eagles, I, 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 it's all coming together. Just like the Phillies made the mistake in 08 by not blowing it up after they won that World Series, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman probably should have blown it up after he won the Super Bowl, but did it. They kept it together because that's what the fans wanted. That's what the city wanted. And that's, that's the problem. If you listen to fans, what happens? You'll be sitting with the fans. Exactly. I agree. That's a problem. But what I'm saying is, and he even said that was a mistake, but that was his logic. That's so what I'm saying is, four if he had done late. the right thing and gone against what the fans wanted, like he you. He would have been like crucified. You, like you. So what I'm saying and is, we be better off how now. many times has he done something and the fans not liked it? What all the time? So that's what I'm saying. You can't listen to the fans. Can but we talk? Can we talk about drafts? Because that's every draft. I, and that, that's kind of the, the point thing. I'm trying to make. I is. didn't even get there. That's that's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> but fans are right sometimes. What you got, base? No, I'm just saying. Like, I get your point that you're making, but like, let's look at a franchise like say the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. right? Look who their GM is, Bill Belichick, right? One of the greatest GMs in NFL history, probably. Exactly. Probably so, the greatest, yeah. just considering on his, his track record. I mean, definitely but, top five. I'm, but, you know, you know, personal opinion, fuck Bill, Belichick. Anyway. Fuck the but anyway, Empire. Nice. But fuck. anyway, <laughs> you, look at a, you look at a team like the Patriots, like, their fans have are used to winning. Bill Belichick had teams that won Super Bowls, and then he was like, you know what? We're going to blow it all up. Richard this Seymour. guy's not doing it. This guyy's not doing it. Logan I'm going to bring Lincoln's. in a dude who's going to come in and do his job. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn that you won me a championship last year. I'm about this year. And, you know, they had consistent success for, like, what, 20 years now? What's my man's name? The linebacker, Willie. What's the guy named he's on NFL? Willie McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. get out of here. Yeah, him gone. Richard Seymour. Teddy Bruschi. They was Ty like, Law. Yeah, all them uh, Vince Wolford. Get him out of here. Deion yeah. Branch. Like get him out of here. How many players did they get rid of that were on Super Bowl teams? You know what I'm the saying? The year after. All, all players Robert Kraft didn't care about until you get rid of guys that he does care about. So, for instance, you remember when the whole Tom Brady Garoppolo angle happened and, mm-hmm. you know, Kraft had to come out and say, hey, oh, oh, oh I run shit, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You might want him gone, but I want him here. So, guess what? All those guys I don't care about, yeah, you can trade them. You can do what you want. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, I run shit. Yeah. I make the final decision. Yeah. So you don't get rid of somebody until I say, just like Tom Brady. The reason why he was able to trade Tom Brady at age 44 or age 43, whatever he didn't get was, traded. Or, I mean, cut, whatever it is. The reason why he, he wasn't. He didn't get cut. Left. His contract was, it was His contract well, was up. Okay. Pause. Stop. The reason why Tom Brady was not re signed with the Patriots is because of Robert Kraft basically told Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. you don't need to re sign him now. 
It's not like four or five years ago when I wanted him on the team. I, he didn't want him on the team anymore. That was Robert Kraft's decision, not Bill Belichick's decision. You don't think Robert Kraft wanted the one one of the <laughs> most winningest quarterbacks on his team anymore? That was that was a Belichick call. That was not I, a Belichick that call. A, that was a Tom Brady call. But Tom Brady was like, I'm tired of dealing with all assholes. I'm gonna go somewhere else and win the championship. There's been there's been stuff on record basically saying Tom Brady left because they basically called him up and said we're not resigning you. They wouldn't even meet with him in person. I that's mean, what I'm saying. That was a Robert is Kraft that, move. Is that more know. on because he's like over 40 or is that because he's not? That's because Robert Kraft didn't believe that he was a good starting quarterback anymore. He's like, we can do better without him. What I'm saying is okay. in the yeah. past when Robert Kraft felt that like Tom Brady was better than Jimmy Garoppolo, he trumped what Bill Belichick said. is like, nah, you're going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo because I fucking said so versus now mm-hmm. when it came down to it, he doesn't believe in Tom Brady anymore. Therefore, he's allowing Bill Belichick to get or not resign him. But to that's that what point, I'm saying. It's ultimately the owner's decision. But to that point, Jeffrey Lurie's not doing that. Which is why I'm blaming Jeffrey Lurie. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's where your blame should be. So, for instance, it's on both. No, listen to what I'm saying. Jeffrey, I, that's all I've been Jeffrey doing is, is Come on, help me Jeffrey out. Jeffrey Lurie is enabling Howie Roseman. That's on Jeffrey Lurie. Mm-hmm. It's not Jeffrey. It's not Howie Roseman's fault that he is being enabled to make some certain decisions. That's on Jeffrey Lurie. This is an inside job. Yeah, he's done this. He's done this for the last four or five years. And whose fault is that? That's both of them. That's because Jeffrey, Jeffrey Lurie. He needs to have someone outside telling him, "Pay attention to what's going on." Do you see what this guy's doing? Well, no. All I care about is money. They did that because, oh, I mean, Doug Peterson was one of the ones. He was like, "All right, and I was going to get, I want to, I want to get a little bit more power. I want to be in charge of like more football operations." And what happened to him? They said, "No, we won the Super Bowl." Now, was that a Jeffrey Lurie decision? You're going to kick out. The only, head, the only Super Bowl head winning coach you have this franchise. Or was that a Howie Roseman decision? Because I think Howie's job felt Jeffrey Lurie decision. I think ultimately all decisions run through Jeffrey Lurie. Like I said, it was he might be in, like I said, it might be like a Venom situation where he's influenced by Venom, but ultimately it's Eddie Brock controlling that. It is. I, 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 watch the movie. So. You it's, saw it's, it. It's, I'm not. I'm going by the comic book. I'm yeah. not going by the movie. The comic I, book. The symbiote's a little different Whatever. than what they got. I'm, I'm just saying. But in 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 the movie as well, like. Eddie Brock's not jumping across buildings and swinging on shit. That's no, 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 so, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is how like, Roseman suits, you know, he basically gives Jeffrey Lurie his powers, but what I'm saying is like Jeffrey Lurie's in control. That's what I'm saying. The issue for me is that it's the same, like I said, I said this too. We've seen the same TV show, the same mid-season finale, the same end of season or end of end of show finale. It's the same thing. We don't have an identity. Ever since, uh, ever since Howie Roseman has come back in as GM, we have not had an identity. We we've had also, one year. We've we also won a Super Bowl since Howie Roseman has come that, in. So that, all that goes right out yo, the door. Man, in my let eye. me talk. That's a okay. single year. Let me talk. Like you got, there's Damn, more of a track. God, I'll let you. I'll let you go for like four or five. I'm. I'm. Yo, come on, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn. Nah, you cool. You cool, man. Yeah. But, Damn. You know, like, I get where you coming from, both of y'all. I just think that like. As an owner, your job is to make the team the best it can possibly be, and you're going to put people in positions such as your GM to help you accomplish that goal. Howie Roseman has had success. I'm not going to try and take that away from him. He was the guy that signed a lot of those free agents and guys that came in in 2017 that won us a chip, right? But since that point, and even pre that point, You know, like the whole Chip Kelly saga when Chip Kelly came in, he was like, "I'm going to put you in the back room." How he got all pissed off, and I think this is the reason why we're in the situation we're in right now. Didn't get there is because you know, like he didn't want to not have that day to day, like hands on team. I'm doing this type stuff. As soon as he got his job back, he was like, "All right, I'm never relinquishing control." So we're in the situation we're in now. We've had good situations where he's done really good things for us. 
And now we're on the flip side of that where it just seems like he's kind of in his business as usual capacity and he's not trying to do anything that kind of flips the script a little bit to change his approach to how the team is constructed. And that's I think that's our biggest issue Couldn't is we need them. a dude who's going to come in here and just shake up the status quo a little bit, you know, like bring in players we might not consider normally because those guys might benefit the team in a way that we're not thinking of because we don't have that outside influence. We don't have that guy who's kind of like giving us that little bit of a kick, you know, like the little devil on your shoulder type thing. Everything you just said was well, very well spoken. I couldn't get to that point, which is why I lost my, I got frustrated. I wasn't allowed, I wasn't, couldn't get my point out. I'm allowing you to get your points out. My bad, Cliff. I always do, right? My bad. I'm trying to make a point. It's boom, like, yo, I'm just trying to make a point. But what you just said, very well spoken. Thank you. Last time we had identity, we won a Super Bowl. Before those years, there was no identity. We didn't win anything. We ran the ball. We threw the ball. We had a really good defense, right? I think the identity of the team that won is just that we had that camaraderie and chemistry that's on the team. The next man up. Well, not just that. It's just that, like, everybody was, like, super ride or die with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. that one guy went down, but we're like, yeah, we're not going to hang our heads. Mm -hmm. We're going to be like, I'm going to put all my energy into this dude who's going to come into that position, and we're going to still ball out. We don't have that mentality right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, a guy goes down, and everybody, you know, and it's kind of, like, citywide, fans as well. Mm-hmm. A dude goes down, we're like, oh, here we are, man. Right back. Team's, team's terrible now. Team's trash. Like, you look at the offensive line last week uh, against Kansas City. Jason Kelsey's the only starter on that line, right? <laughs> the one constant. Andre Dillard, uh, who was that left guard? Uh, shit. Dr- not Driscoll. Herbig? Nate Herbig? Nah, was yeah. it Herbig? Nate Herbig. Okay. Herb. And then you had Driscoll on the right side yeah. at, at Tackle yeah. and then uh what's the name? Uh Landon Dickerson was born, in that right guard. Yeah, right guard. That line actually performed pretty damn well last week. Kept them up, right? For being as young and inexperienced as they are. Now, you know, this, you know, coming soon, we're going to get Jordan Mylotta back. Mm-hmm. How are we going to construct that line to keep that success, success going? Like what what configuration do you want to see on that line now? <laughs> like, I want to I want to see Mylotta. I know what outside. you did right there, man. You yeah. a smooth motherfucker. No, I'm just saying, You a smooth motherfucker, Chris. Right? <laughs> but if you got a GM who's like, oh, well, I want to see these four or five guys on this line, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get the best four or five guys out there, aside from Jason Kelsey, so it would be four. Like, you know, whose fault is that? That's not the head coach's fault. That's not the owner's fault. That's the guy who's making That's personnel the, decisions. The guy who is Howie the Roseman. GM. Right. Okay. And, I mean, we do have solid guys on that line. Like, we don't do. get me wrong. We like, do. You know, I, I heard, you know, somebody was talking smack on Andre Diller previously. Oh, I do. Big I know, smack. but the boy can play. <laughs> no. He's a professional left tackle. He's, He's not, supposed no. to play. I think he would be a much better left guard. I've said that. I've said you know what I'm saying? Like, move ago. the ball inside so he doesn't mm-hmm. have to be as, you know, strong against some of the greater pass rushers. You know, you could have that. In, like, he's a big dude. He's pretty strong. He's got good feet. Like, put the ball inside. Like, next, you know, you have Jason Kelsey right next to him to kind of help him out. They can run double teams on cats. Jordan Milato handle bulls outside, throwing fools outside like he is because he's a monster, you know. <laughs> Yo, you a smooth dude. But man. I'm just saying, man, like that that kind of stuff. You think about that. GMs like good GMs are like, oh shit, that's a really good idea. Maybe I would think about doing that. But the, but the GM we have doesn't do. But that. he doesn't think about doesn't shit do like that. that. He's like, I'm. A, I drafted this guy. I got to get the most money out of him. He's so playing this position. Right. That's where he's going to be. To your what point. You to your point you might be onto something with Howie Roseman. He is a GM like everybody. You basically operate with a sense that you want to basically secure your own job. You want to secure your financial future. Mm-hmm. 
you can't necessarily fault him for that. But like that being said, I understand what you're saying. He's not making the decisions with reckless abandonment to his own job security. He's not saying like he's not necessarily making the most ballsiest calls or decisions because he's afraid that he's going to lose his job. It's kind of the whole mentality that Eagles have. So, for instance, like Darius Slay's comments over this past weekend where everybody was getting mad on Darius Slay. All Darius Slay was basically doing was covering his own ass. He's saying, well, listen, yeah, we lost. Yeah, we gave up 82 points in a week, but I did my job. And Ray Dittiger, I heard him say on the radio this morning, he honestly said it best. Like, that's loser mentality. Like, he came yeah, from Detroit exactly. where he's used to coming from a team where, like, yeah, he's, I'm playing on a bad team, but I did my assignment. I'm doing what I did. My financial, you know, future is secure because I did my job. I'm not doing anything wrong. And that's kind of the mentality you have. Even when you're on a better team, when stuff goes wrong, you still kind of, like, revert back to that, like, own, you know, self-preservation. Self-preservation. Yep. self-preservation. to me, it's kind of the same thing with Howie. It's like he's been fired before. He's lost power before. So when he came back, he always, yeah, he's going to try to do the right decision, but there's always that, you know, level of self-preservation. I'm covering me. And I yeah. think everybody in the organization necessarily has that from top to bottom. I'm not necessarily going to say that's, like, his biggest flaw, but I agree with you that he does have that flaw, and it is to the detriment of this team sometimes. But like I said, ultimately, I think that's that's more on Jeffrey Lurie than Howie Roseman. So, for instance, like you can't get mad at Howie Roseman for having some sort of self-preservation after already losing his job. That's not necessarily that's a human trait that we'd all probably have in that situation. We would. That just is what it is. But what I'm saying is ultimately the owner's decision to make sure that the right people are doing the right thing. If the owner wants to let Howie Roseman draft time and time again after making the wrong decision. That's ultimately on Jeffrey, Jeffrey Laurie, in my mind. But like I said, I don't want to, you know, go too much into that. I think we should kind of transition to the personnel. Like you said, I think that's more of a reoccurring thing with our personnel. It's like they're starting to basically point fingers at each other like the Spider-Man meme. Like, you, you, you. I did my job. I'm not messing up. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And that's going to lead to more heartbreak in the future, I think. so. But that that kind of goes into something I brought up where I said – I'm not <clears throat> I'm not going to focus on players and names on jerseys. Yeah. I'm more focused on this coaching staff. This coach the I've said I'm going to say I'm going to keep saying this. These guys need each other. Gannon needs Sirianni. Sirianni needs Gannon. Special teams coach. Yeah. If these guys aren't performing, the team's going to look like shit. Then you're going to start to get the him, him, him. And I said it's a bad take on Bill and the Birdman. Give it a few more weeks. There's going to be a leak. Someone's going to say a player got into it with Gannon. A player got into it with Sirianni. Mm-hmm. Sirianni said something, and the next thing you know, what's going to happen? You like the match? You burn the fucker down. Yeah, you're, right. you're not wrong. Well, I read a, uh, an article, I think it was Monday, Tuesday, that was talking about how uh, after the game on Sunday against the Chiefs, oh, yeah. Uh, Sirianni lit in this uh, to Gannon. Gannon. Yep. I heard that yep. actually. You know, so yep. I mean that's a good sign because your head coach is seeing something yeah. on that side of the ball that he's not really, really jiving with, and, my and he's, he's digging in his ass now. And then hopefully that's gonna like he's gonna take that and they're gonna get together and figure out well what can we do together to make this better. That's what a head coach is supposed to do. Exactly. If you're not performing, I'm I'm the overseer. Right. I got to get in your ass. We didn't see that with Doug and Schwartz, and we no. all knew. They didn't no. fuck with each other. Well, and that's the thing, too, I think, because Schwartz had aspirations to become a head coach. Here. Yeah. Here. Here. And they like and him having head coaching experience, I think they butted mm-hmm. heads more often than they got together. And, and, and that's where ego. Except for 2017, where they kind of did that. It just worked. But the ego, the ego from those guys, they figured that part out. But with these two, this this coaching staff, there are no egos. No. You don't have a point of reference. No. You've never called plays. Right. So here's what we're going to do. I need I need you to be more creative. You're fucking killing me. 
Yeah. You are killing me with these bland ass fucking calls. Uh, and then also, how the, how the hell are you gonna say you don't believe in like dime packages and stuff? <laughs> if yeah. he really meant that, he said he doesn't problem. have a scheme. He said well, he doesn't he said have that. A scheme. He said if that he believes that. Yeah. We really have a problem. Yeah. If he if he yeah. really believes that. But I mean, like you have to, like you were saying about identity previously, mm -hmm. like. You have like a scheme is a good way to kind of implement a defense's identity. Identity, uh. right? So you play to the strength. Like obviously, for the last I don't know how many years, the strength of our defense has been what? Defensive line, the D line, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to get guys in here who are going to be, and we have a decent D line. Mm -hmm. Now the BG went down; it's not as great. Ryan Kerrigan is giving us nothing. Well, he's not playing. He is actually he's, he's playing. He's getting snaps. But he he's, is not actually, getting as, but he's not getting as many snaps as he should be. No, he is, actually. He, I, don't so know snap I heard a crazy stat I don't know a that snap he count. had, like, over 100 snaps without a tackle or yeah. a sack or anything. Are you kidding me? Yo, yeah. he's out there. And that was a knock on him. He's I mean, I was out saw there, him last but week, he's so, so ineffective, you don't even know he's out there. It's and that's crazy. That's, yeah. a, that's a problem. That is a but problem. But to me, that's not Ryan Kerrigan because we know what Ryan Kerrigan is. That's the scheme. That's on Gannon. That's he's not He's not getting what he needs to out of these players. And that's what I'm saying. It's ultimately coaching. That's not on Howie Roseman. That's not on Jeffrey Lurie. That's mm -hmm. on the coaching staff to get more out of these players. But Especially on Gannon. I'm not being redundant. Yeah. It is on Howie Rosen because right. to my ultimate point, I never got to see either. My best say. No, you good. Howie Roseman doesn't want a football guy here. Yeah. He doesn't want he doesn't want a long and tooth guy that like yo I know what the fuck I'm talking about I want a guy that hey I'm happy to be here oh shucks golly wow I'm happy for my first opportunity whatever you need me to do I'll do it sure I can go up and talk and do this who are the who are the coaches yeah. Joe Brady uh what the fuck the the, the offense corner for LSU that's Joe Brady right yes. Joe Brady yep. Joe Brady uh, B, uh, Eric Bieniemy, who had a, he has he has problems that he'll never have a head coaching job. And Lincoln Riley, who I'm sure his name will come the, up the again. The quarterback this whisperer, who's nah. all his quarterbacks are winning. They came, no, they turn interviews down. I'm not fucking with the Eagles. Why is that? It's because I don't want to listen to this little guy, or I don't want to have to pair with him because he'll 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 fire me. And I, I, why would I leave? Why would I leave these great coaching jobs where I'm a fucking god and come here and be under some little twerp that has no fucking clue? People turn interviews down with the Eagles. Sirianni came out of nowhere, and it was like they, he wasn't even on the radar. That's true. Well, Biennemi had something set up, and according to him, that mm -hmm. the Eagles basically never made that happen. Like, he was willing to meet with them, and yeah. then he basically said, like, yeah, they canceled the meeting or something like that. So but didn't that, that come around a time where they, he, he has issues outside, no, I, I, and it was like, we're not going to deal with that? I don't even, no, 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 I, I think he was just on the playoffs, like, contending for a Super Bowl. I just think, you know, for some reason, they decided that Nick Sirianni was more control. Whatever the reason was, they did, they liked him more. But what I'm saying, it wasn't because the enemy didn't want to interview with him. I think he did. Well, not the, So it was Joe Brady. There were at least three people that just said, hey, I don't want to interview and with him. And it's guys. not like Joe Brady or Lincoln Riley's got NFL jobs right now, so— they chose. Why? Why would I? I'm gonna stay where I'm at and, and be yeah. cool. I'm cool. Millions yeah. of dollars. Kids listen to me. I'm. I got Nike on my back. I'm making money out of Wazoo. I have to go work with him. You might be right. No, I'm not working with him. You do make a good point about. At that. one point, yo, remember? At one point, at one point before Howie Roseman was the GM or he had the power, this was a dream job. Mm -hmm. People are like, yo, I want to come coach for the Eagles. I mm -hmm. want to coach. Think about think about the coaching tree in the NFL. All the coaches in the NFL, you get successful ones, all came from here. Andy Reid's hand. Well, it came from Andy. The, he was here. Yeah. That's us, because because this was a this was a primo uh, opportunity to coach. If you came in here, you knew you were going to have a head coaching job five six years on the line. Play your part. Hold these guys accountable. Andy will put you in the best position. Facts. Fuck what Howie Roseman's talking about or Joe Banner. I run this shit. Right. Yeah. You want a job? Come on. 
It's going to suck. Look, Atlanta, think about all the successful teams. They all come from here. And these things have changed. Now people don't want to come here. Yeah. People don't want to come. And it's not that's not Jeffrey Lurie. I'll spend the money. I'll spend the money. That's true. Guys don't want to come. Why is that? I, I think it's partly because of Howie Roseman. Partly because give me on being so loud about that. My bad. Nah. My, my bad. I like I said, I agree with you. I think it partly has to do with Howie Roseman seeing such a good GM. A lot of agents know that they will be lowballed contract wise if they come here or somehow Howie will get over them, you know, contract wise. Mm-hmm. Also, on the flip side, I think a lot of it has to do with Guys don't want to play in here because of our fan base. And you might not want to admit that, but that's always been a running thing. Like, our fan base is not very popular around the league. So a lot of guys don't have the mindset to play in Philly. It's a very acquired mindset that it takes to play here. Well, so, I, I don't fully agree with that statement because I've, I've seen where a lot you of guys. Well, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, yeah. they say that when before they get here. But once they get here, they're like, oh, I get it now. No, cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, cool. And it's the thing is, it's like, because Philly fans... And, and this might be a topic for another show later down the line. Mm-hmm. Like, Philly fans are some of the most knowledgeable fans in the NFL. Facts. We are some of the least, like, I'm just going to praise you because you're doing good shit. Like, if you're not on your job, boy, like, out of here. I'm going to tell you about it. Fuck and if you here. can't handle that, like, that's not my fault. Like, you're getting paid millions of dollars, bro, to play a to game. To play a game. Like, I would love, look, shit, give me a, a rookie contract vet minimum or whatever i'll sit my ass on the bench for for 16 weeks and, and pull that i'm with you pay me you know what i'm saying me, pay like, me to be on the practice squad you can yell at me all all <laughs> day talk about my mama and my wife and my daughter but, i don't give a damn like i said to, to, to quote uh to quote bo callahan uh oh boy mr wentz over in indianapolis i mean he said all the right things too when he was driving here he's like yeah the philly fans are hard but you know if you you, you know they're just passionate if they play if you play right they'll be behind you you know nothing bad to say about the fans as soon as he left you know, well, this isn't right, the right culture for me. Something about this city, blah, blah, blah. That's just an easy, that's just easy saying, low-hanging you're, fruit for it's people real, to, to What harvest. I'm saying is, like, it's easy to say the right thing once you're here in Eagles Green. Like, oh, yeah, the fans are great. You know, they just respect the hardworking players. But when you're not here, a lot of athletes have a lot of shit to say about Eagles fans. But that's because they're not on the squad anymore. Like, it's the yeah. same thing. Like, say you, no, I'm a, saying like before say you were in a squad. relationship yeah. and then you left your girl. You're not going <laughs> to sit there and be like, oh, my ex-girl was great. Like you want to talk about? Dude, she belongs Denzel, to the Denzel Mims before he came to the Eagles was talking mad shit on the Eagles right. about how he or on the, on the Eagles fans like yo Eagles fans are trash. Uh, I don't want to play in that city. That's what I'm saying. Like, and this is, he wasn't even an Eagle at that point in time. But that's a reputation. That's yeah. what I'm, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying he he was public about it. But what I'm saying there's still a stigma and a reputation amongst athletes. If I had my choice. I'm not necessarily trying to play for Eagles fans. Right. And I think that does come into factor, just I like the Harry Roseman thing probably does. I think that is also a flip side that nobody really wants to address. Because of our fan base and the stigma we have, athletes don't necessarily want to play here. I agree with you, but from a player's perspective, I think opposite because I still think I'm an athlete and I'm a fat fuck that's like fat as fuck. So, yeah, I still think from a player. You're more athlete that, than me. I'm not. I, I'm not. Trust me. I just said you play. You I got no play. room to talk about fat, bro. So, yeah. stop. <laughs> no, just stop. No. I'm just saying, you work out every day. You play. You're I more would play. Yeah, so. I would want to play here just because I know that the equity in the people matter more to me. I would rather be able to go out with my wife and my girlfriend. If I'm putting my job in, mm-hmm. you're not going to say some crazy shit to me in my face. All that tough shit and all that crazy shit, I'll beat you the fuck up. You're not doing that in real life. However, if I come in, I do my I do my job, I'm making sure that I'm listening, I'm saying the right things, the equity in the people is phenomenal. 
you'll never go anywhere else. There's no other. There's, there's no better place to play not, if you're doing your job. And I'm just saying, for the players, I, I would sign here. And I believe, I believe that's your personal opinion because right. you're Philly born right. and raised, and you're Philly tough. That being said, if you're from fucking Albuquerque, yeah. you might not have that same mentality. Well, okay. That's all I'm you trying know? to say is like your mentality is coming from a Philly born guy you with know? a Philly attitude. I and lost my might, pool. I need to get tough skin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I apologize. So I understand saying, what you're saying. Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. But I mean, it's 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 one of those things. It's like you you, you look at a player like Chris Long who came yeah. in here. He's one of the guys who's like, yo, I love Philly. Yeah. But he has that mentality. He's a dog. Exactly. You know, his he's dad. A harp, like his dad. Over. Yeah. His dad. Yeah. He's a, you know, like he has that. that local that local connection. Random random fact. My mom tutored Howie Long at Villanova. Are you for real? I'm yeah. dead fucking. Yo, serious. that's dope. If I can get her to record that shit, he wasn't the brightest guy either. Well, she said. I mean, he played, <laughs> I was like, what? You know, I'm not gonna say he played football. Did you talk to Howie Rose, my mom? And she just wouldn't say anything. And I'm like, this is fucking. I'm like, I would have whipped his ass if I was Howie my dad. Long, not really. Right? Well, real shit. That's what's my mom tutored him. Villanova, very random, but yeah, a little bit of athlete connection right there. I wish, I wish, I fucking wish. With that, so so as far as so again, you're saying playoffs, or you still you're still going playoffs. So when it comes to the playoffs, I think we still could make the playoffs. I don't Mm want to completely rule out as of right now. The way things are going, no, I don't think we're gonna make the playoffs. We need to change things significantly for us to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And I think even if we do, it might be too little, too late. The rest of the division. You know, is they're catching up. Games. Dallas Cowboys boys are legit. Like I keep saying, they're pretty legit. I, hate, I don't like saying that, but they are. So there are some legit teams in the NFC besides us that are contending for wild card teams. That being said, I have not given up hope. I am, I am still optimistic that we can make the changes. We can make the adjustments. It's still only week five in an extended season. To, games. to give up on this season mm-hmm. after going one in three, and then three of those losses are to three off – to three like playoff Super Bowl contenders, mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? Nothing is over. I'm not conceding anything right now. My expectations are still that we're going to get at least eight wins and that we can make the playoffs. So, I like that attitude. As that, a fan, that's my, that's right. my attitude. As a fan, I like that. Yeah. You just sold me a house. <laughs> this is a house I'm buying. There it is. Got me and, there it is. And I agree with you on that. Like I'm still saying we don't make the playoffs this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I do think that if things click and do start performing better, and as as we are an inexperienced team right now, no. if they start to gel at all, you know, and that offense starts making plays instead of mistakes like we have previous weeks, and maybe the you know Jonathan Gannon finally figures it out and figures out a better way to put his players in position to, to play better on defense, there's a potential there that the Eagles could come out and win you know a string of games. I don't know if it's going to be enough to make the playoffs. But it could be, man. You never know. Because crazy shit happens every year in the NFL. It does. All right, so, since Barney can't do this, I'm just going to – I can't – my ears are just – Here we go. Listen. Somebody, somebody don't like waffles? <laughs> what I, I do? What I do? I, <laughs> somebody don't like waffles? I, I cannot believe just how many turncoats that there is in this city that the moment you face adversity where your entire defensive line and run scheme is based around one player and Brandon Graham and mm-hmm. unexpectedly mm-hmm. goes down in the middle of one of the highest-powered offenses, a Super Bowl contender in the Dallas Cowboys. I think Wait, we can all that? say that now. What? The Super Bowl contending Dallas Cowboys. Okay. We the, can all the say regular that season. Are they not a Super Bowl contender, contender right now? No, 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 I, was, first, I was getting him to uh, admit that. Remember, uh, uh, he was like, wait, fuck wait, the Cowboys. Don't, don't worry, I'm about to body slam it for the first four <laughs> weeks of the season. <laughs> Absolutely. Two yes. cents. This Two is cents. the cycle of the Cowboys. This is you the cycle of, it's, it's of what of, they do. Of, a, of, of not being able to adjust on six days rest mm-hmm. and go, what do we do against the, the Chiefs now? And listen. Talk it's bad timing on mm-hmm. all of this. It's mm-hmm. bad timing. And I will, bad timing, inexperience, 
and rookies. And that is what's holding up the show. I do believe that, that when they say we're so close, they are. I give and you that. Linebackers are not. Get your heads out of your asses, Philadelphia. No, no. Linebackers are not helping this current defense. No. You need help on the defensive line, and you need Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett to get his fucking head out of his ass and start playing football. That's the only reason you're going to, or that's the only chance you have to fix it for the time being. Until then, this was built as an offensive juggernaut. The resources are over there. They drafted over there. Mm-hmm. What did everybody expect this defense to do? They have to keep you in games, kind of. They've mm-hmm. given you two turnovers against those high-powered so, offenses, so and you squandered the shit out of them, mm-hmm. including one of the most absurd first-half to second-half transitions Conscious. where you're in field goal range, you fumble the fucking ball away, mm-hmm. then you intercept Patrick Mahomes, go down to the four-yard mm-hmm. line, and settle Fuck for a fucking up. field goal, goal twice! Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. like... That is what drives me crazy. And all that being said, they're not going to hit 11 because I don't think it's mathematically possible now. They needed well, to win yeah. one of these games. Yeah. But 10 wins is still in range. A wild card is still in range. And the division is still in range. And I won't fucking have none of this until the next four weeks when you guys are coming back here and be like, oh, wow, they beat the Bucks. I didn't see that coming. That's where this team is at. They're on tier two of being a good team in tier one. And they just need time. And that no one wants to hear that. It's so fucking close. It's ridiculous. Who, I love you guys. Who Point took, me at a wall. I'm ready you. to run yeah. through it for you, JB. Who the I fuck, got you, baby. Who the fuck told you to jump inside my head? You literally jumped in my fucking head. I'm dead fucking serious. Like, all right, you literally took everything I was going to say. Psychic powers. Last week was the first time I saw the offense where it's like, okay, we got something with this fucking offense. We're missing a left tackle. We're missing a guard. Give this kid some more time. We got something. Best right tackle in the league. I want to make that clear. Okay. Okay. And Jordan Mylot is finally coming back this week. Oh, that's that's going to be a big okay. pickup, man. My theory is that Andre Dillard can't. They can't run the football with him, and I'm till I'm proven otherwise. What, that's isn't why. he a better run blocker than a pass blocker? See, no. that's what that's, no, what, that's, no. that's, that's, what, that's what I thought no. I read. I always he's thought he was a better run, run blocker. blocker. He has no. no physicality. That's why they can't put him at guard. He's fast. He has no physicality. That's what he's he's, fast. Fast. he's the only tackle that I know that you can't put at guard. How this is, is that possible? He's weak. I don't want to use that word. The uh, the, the word rhymes with retarded. I can't use that one. I'm not going to say that. You can Mom. just say challenge, man. Just say My challenge. Bad. Challenge. There you go. He is physically and aggressively challenged. There you are. You don't have the right mindset. I have. I will go up in my win total and say I will give them seven now. Just off of the matchup with the Chiefs. I thought that game was going to be a fucking blowout. We moved the ball. That actually was the game we should have won. What's the I'm looking for? We could have won. Instead of the 49ers game. Like, that game was just like, we're not we beating them. could have won both of those games, man. The Chiefs game for me was like, yo. The Chief, you got to think about that game. Like, there were, there were what, four touchdowns called back by penalty? Yeah. Those that, four touchdowns, we won that game, bro. That Yeah, but for me, the, the marker against a, a Super Bowl contending team, we hung in there with a Super Bowl contending team. Oh, no team. doubt. It's like... Okay, I'm really shitting on the offense. This guy Sirianni gets it. Okay. This kid Jalen Hurts, he gets it. We gotta run the fucking ball, but passing the rock, we fucking get it. Jalen Hurts running, like you've been saying, yeah. he fucking we get it. Yeah. yeah, we get it. The offense is there. It's it's weird. I didn't and think the offense would do that. And 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 to JB's point, I think most of this, as far as the offense is concerned, is just inexperience, man. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Thing. It's, yeah. a, it's that's because I've I've had a lot of discussions with people online recently. They're talking about, oh, Jalen Hurts can't throw a deep ball. Jalen Hurts can't make this pass. Jalen Hurts, and I'm like, no. bro, yeah, he can throw the reason ball. why he hasn't connected on deep passes is because our main two, you know, deep threats mm-hmm. are a second year and first year wide out, dog. Like, Pretty much, they their timing's not down yet. Like, give those boys some time, and he's going to be dropping bombs on them all day, every day. I they got it. the speed. They have the people, the personnel to make that happen. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't know each other that well yet. He has to be given the time now. To, I, I, to Cliff's point, like you, said, you always say, it is brick by brick. I'm starting to see that now. And I agree right. with that. You know what I mean? And like JB was saying, um, we are one in three right now. But correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Ray Rose one in three when he first started? Didn't he come out with 10 wins? Pull 10 wins out. Chip Kelly, same the thing. The only one- thing you can guarantee is death. <laughs> text, text, text. God, I, I love that, God man. I, I, I legitimately. Know that Ray Rhodes can't head coach a football team, but I want to go take a time machine and put him back into now. And I I'd think play he can. football for him. <laughs> I would definitely I love that. Hell, Ray Rhodes. Hell, even more recent history. What was, what was the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks record last year? Around I, this time, I, I'm pretty sure they were around one and three yeah, or two and they two. They, it wasn't great, you know yeah. what I mean. And they ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I mean, it's not how you you know start; it's how you finish. Yeah, life's a marathon. Life's a marathon. It's not a race. You know what I mean? Like I like we were talking about before. I think this offense does have talent. I don't think personnel is necessarily the problem. I think the problem is timing and scheme. But you yeah. got to tighten that shit up because you still can win. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's a matter of minimizing mistakes. Yes, and just executing. Yeah. I think like like we said, we're that that close, bro. That close. Yeah. We were that close too. A couple minutes ago, fucking yelling and shooting, acting like a little pampered bitch. That's what I was doing, and I apologize to you. It's okay. Lost my cool, my bad. Just it's okay. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. Try to keep my shit together. You need some of that morning sativa in your life. I <laughs> wish I could. Boom. <laughs> indica, indica, indica. Or, or maybe I, I, I had a little too much actually. Got shit. Get that. Get right. Episode twenty-seven, twenty-eight. We're knocking these shits down. We got base here. Push. Cliff, JB, this is getting better, man. We're going to tighten this shit up and get a lot better with this, man. Once again, I'm Clifford Sykes, host of Driving the Right Lane. Hit me up, Driving the Right Lane on Instagram, drivingrightlane at gmail.com. Once again, Clifford Sykes, a.k.a. Uptown Supervillain, a.k.a. Cousin Cliff, talking shit. I'm tapping out. And this is your boy, Uptown Realtor, a.k.a. Pusher Steen. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and on Instagram at Steen. Or you can catch my other Instagram page, Uptown Realtor. I do sell real estate on the side. <laughs> hit me up. Um, if you need any kind of, you know, custom apparel, you can also hit up my wife's store, Uptown Studio Designs. It's a great, you know, custom apparel store on Etsy. Get all your bridal needs or uh, bridal party needs or bachelor party needs or whatever you're looking for. Um, like Her I shit said, is awesome, birds. by the way. Yeah, thank you. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. send me the Etsy store. Like it looks said, awesome. Great quality it's shirts. You get those nice tri-blend Jones, you know. <laughs> To get money, yeah. I'm just saying, they are look nice it up. Fit. Very nice. Fit. So, yeah, what it do? It's your boy Chris Jones, aka Lord Kronos, <laughs> aka Old Head Swag, son. Hide Yeah, you can find me um, in person. Just come see me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, nah. check out my band, Stereo Titans. S T E R E O T Y T A N S dot com. Right up my fucking alley. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Uh, you know it's a uh, it's local Philly rock band, man. You should come check us out. Uh, look at our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. When you know, can I uh, come and drum? By the way, uh, we're I'm not sure when our next gig is, man. I'll get right. back to you on that. Okay, we, you know, it's coming up soon. We were supposed to have a Halloween joint, but we're having a little bit of scheduling issue with that right now. All but right, we'll all try right. to get it on, you know, on point. But once I know, I'll let you know. Okay, word. So, uh, you know, hit me up. I'm also on socials. Just look for Base Jones, uh, and you know, I'm tapping out, y'all. Had a good time today. Nice.
No doubt. Thanks, JB. Always, man. Lastoutmedia.com. It's where you can make the best fucking podcasts <laughs> in Philadelphia. That's not a lie. Fucking right. We out. We Peace. out. Late.